What is up, nerds? It is time for your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you're locked in to the flagship 3FN Podcast. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing the new Gerard Butler vehicle, and yes, pun intended, plane. But before we can get that far, I'm your host, Rich. Joining me is my nerd brother in arms. He is the man that just this past weekend, single-handedly, single-handedly landed four planes in distress like he was fucking Superman. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ron. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do when the whole thing crashed on Monday or Tuesday last week. Yeah. And they had to down planes, man. I had to do what I had to do, man. Gerard Butler, you, you eat your heart out. <laughs> Copying Ron out here in these streets. I mean, I had to save some lives. You had to save them lives? I had to. Had to. Well... Speaking of saving lives, how was your week? I uh, can't complain. It was a good week uh, overall. Uh, just got through the work week as normal. Uh, we had our Friday game group um, in Tomb of Annihilation. And, well, Tomb of Annihilation ended. Uh, not in the way that you think, because there was a TPK. And everybody's like, all right, there's no point in making new characters to have them all randomly meet this deep in the tomb. So they didn't want to go back to the beginning. So well, <laughs> the, the Tomb of Annihilation took another party to Annihilation. Basically, mm, yep. that party failed. Yep. So they did not get the ending. <laughs> well, there was no happy endings to be had for your Friday group. Nope. Well, I had a happy ending on uh, Saturday and Sunday because, of course, uh, this past Sunday was my birthday. I turned 40 years old. Uh, we had a party the night before, well, which carried into my actual birthday at Dragon Master Games. So thank you for opening up the shop for us to do that. It was a lot of fun. So I got oh, to spend yeah. time with friends and family all weekend, and I had a good birthday, so I can't complain. Thank you. We got to play What Drug Is This Pokemon On? Yes, I heard about that. <laughs> I was not a part of that. But I did hear about you and Ken M <laughs> taking part in that game. Yes. Uh, I, I was playing other games and kind of hanging out it was it was a fun time it was, it was a good a, time it was a good time had by all and for some reason sylvester stallone showed up talking about puffer fish i don't I, it's a long story i don't really I, understand yeah i don't know i don't know and i'm gonna try to stay out of your guys's <laughs> personal business well i hope everybody out there listening had a great week as well but let's uh, get right into the show because we got a lot to talk about with this movie review and so on so but before we can go any further we got to hit you off with some shameless plugs of course that means if you would like to find any information about the 3FN podcast, whether it be our social media links or anything else, visit the website, 3FNpodcast.com. Social media links there. Check. Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get to get uh, get a ton of extra bonus content plus support the show. Of course, the link is at 3FNpodcast.com. Also, the T Public link is there. The link for friends of the show, like the three, uh, like the ODPH podcast, wow, is there as well. There is a link for the 3FN podcast. Podcast and 607TWS there, as well as the musical directory featuring the bands who allow us to use their music, including the band who does the theme song for the 3FN podcast, and that is Shout at the Robots. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. And then let's kick it right on over to the local sponsors because they are the ones who bring this show to you commercial free each and every week. So we would like to give them a shout out. Firstly, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, that would be Dragon Master Games for all. All your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Then our good friends over at Rex Two Rods Auto Detailing. If you live in the 607 and you need your car 
brand new and clean, take it, give them a call, 607-644-3389. Tell them the 3FN Podcast sent you. And then our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 25th and 26th in Vernon Downs at Vernon, New York. Uh, go ahead and check out for all ticket information. Celebrities are going to be there, vendors and everything else. You can find that at SciFiHorrorFest.com. And last but not least, our newest sponsor, Dubby uh, Energy. They have just waged war on big energy. Join the revolution. Visit them at W.GG. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Check out all their great products. And if you would like to purchase something and give it a try for yourself, when you get to checkout, use the promo code 3FNPOD. That's the number 3FNPOD. And you will get 10% off a checkout. And guess what? If you like the products, you can use that code every time you go to W.GG. And thank you so much for being the official energy drink of the 3FN Podcast. Yeah! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and if you forget any of those links, just go to 3FNPodcast.com. There it is. <laughs> you know, I just try to get to that warning track sometime. It's kind of fun. It gives me a second to also get my inner chi going. Because inner chi back? You know, it's, 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 sometimes sometimes it's hard to rattle off all that information. But you're so good at it. I know, I am. Uh, T's and P's for Diesel, who has now possibly got an ear infection. <laughs> I, I wish we were making this up, folks. <laughs> I really do. He is falling apart in the, last, in the last month. He's had a rough one. Send him well wishes on the internet. So I, I'm just saying. He, he probably needs every, them. Every other day, it's something that he's down with another sickness. I'm starting to believe that he got bit by a vampire and he's become a ghoul, like Maybe. Renfield. I could be. He might be the new Renfield. The man, if, I mean, we'll know for sure when when parts of his body start falling Yep, off. true. I mean, he was talking to squirrels for a while, so. That is true. I forgot all about that, but yeah, yeah I don't know. But uh, yeah, T's and P's for the big man Diesel. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. He's uh, going to go see the movie we're reviewing next week yes. here on the show. But let's dive right into the meat and potatoes because it's time to hit you off with that opening because we got to get you that triple stuff let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right, let's hit you first off with the box office report for this past weekend. Remember, these are all domestic totals for the United States. We don't uh, we didn't go for the international because some of these movies didn't even open up full. We are actually going to give you six spots this week because both of the brand new films for the week opened up in six six and five and in sixth place was house party with 3.8 million dollars it could be if they would have opened it in more screens it might have made more money yeah probably just want to throw that out there uh, in fifth place making 10 million dollars over the weekend was plain that is the movie you're going to hear in the 3fn movie club review this week at number four making another 12.6 million dollars a man called auto at number three making another 13.4 million dollars puss in boots the last wish at number two, just like it was last week, making another $17.9 million, Megan. And at the number one slot, has it's been for the last like six weeks, making another $31.1 million, Avatar, The Way of the Water. I guess our answer was made. The people have spoken and they still love Avatar, even though, Ron... Avatar just sucks, people. There you go. Uh, thank you for joining that plug. Uh, th this upcoming week, coming out, uh, is uh, Alice Darling. The Sun, Missing, Groundswell, The Other Side of Fear, Oliver Out Loud, Everything Under Control, 
and Polite Society. Uh, mm. Some of those are on streaming services. Some of those are like just kind of independent films are up and very low. But if you're interested in any of those, I think Missing is the one that's the only one that's opening like wide, if you will, out of okay. all of those. Uh, next week for the 3FM Movie Club, we will be not doing any of those. We are finally in our area getting The Whale, so we'll be reviewing that, especially because that's got a lot of Oscar buzz. I like it. That's the only reason why it's there. Yes. Well, that's going to bring us to the infamous top three, Ron. And this week, in honor of, of our movie in the second half of the show, kind of, uh, the top three is going to be top three mindless action films. And what I mean by mindless is these are the action films that... You don't need a story. As a matter of fact, they have a story, but they don't give a fuck if they follow it or not. Because all that matters is that we get kick you in the dick and face action. So, Ron, what are your top three mindless action films? Street Fighter. Number three. That's number three. Number two, Cobra. Ooh. Number one, I'm going. I'm probably stealing yours, but Running Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah we talked about it in the beginning, dude. That movie. Yeah. Number three, and unironically, not to fuck with Ron, the John Wick movies. <laughs> there is no storyline really, there, and I, I know, understand. His dog died, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It doesn't matter. They don't give a fuck. That's not why you got to go silly to those movies. It really isn't. My my number two spot, the Fast and the Furious franchise. True. I, yeah. My, yep. Because yep. I do enjoy some of those movies, not because they're great movies. No, they're horrible. They're but not, but the, they're great. They have great stunt with car shit going right. on. Not real life. It's that's never going to happen in real. They life. are in their own superhero universe. That is very true. And in my number one slot, Ron did steal mine. The Running Man. It's, it's, it's we were iconic. just talking about it in the pre-show. If you're on Patreon, you got to hear all that. Uh, I do believe Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the most out of all action stars, strictly action stars. He's probably been in the most movies that have a storyline that they stick to throughout the movie. I'm not saying every movie he's in, but it, there's been quite a few that he has. Yeah. Right. In For comparison, the most part. in comparison to some of the other people on that list, yeah. Stallone. Yeah, Stallone's been in a lot of crap. Van Damme. Van Damme's in a lot of speaking, crap. Speaking of Jean-Claude Van Damme, if you guys uh, listen to the other two podcasts that come up right on this channel, so you don't even have to go any further. If you're already subscribed or following us on your favorite pod uh, catcher, you're already going to get them. But 3FN Rewind this Friday is going to be Jean-Claude Van Damme's 1993 classic. Nowhere to run. Oh, so Following the 83-93 gimmick this year in honor of my 40th birthday. So yeah, so you guys are going to want to be on view in that. And speaking of which, if you love you some Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, I suggest going and finding our good friends over at The Pint because they have an amazing podcast that I listen to and I support them on Patreon as well. And I just want to throw it out there. They've been doing Van Damuary. So if you like uh, mindless Jean-Claude Van Damme films, that is the place for you. And uh, I would say check out The Pint, period, because they do a great job. If you like this show and we entertain you, I promise you'll be entertained because they do movie reviews. And they're much like us. They they have a great take on them. So check those boys out over there, especially Van Damuary. I'm very, very entertained. Uh, by the way, we did not do Nowhere to Run based upon I knew knowing them to do Van Damuary. As a matter of fact, I was saying in the pre-show, I actually we actually recorded it and it was in the can for the gimmick that we're doing. Because on Rewind, the first year of Rewind here, we're doing, because I just turned 40, we're doing movies that came out. One movie, the first movie, it has to be the month in 1983. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie, the month in 1993. So the first ones were January of 83 and January 93. And in January 93, Nowhere to Run came out. So we ended up choosing that based solely upon that. So pretty awesome. So make sure you're listening to 3FN Rewind. Make sure if you're a horror fan, you're listening to 3FN Horror Show. We just dropped that Friday the 13th this past week as well. Yeah, I was listening to that actually earlier. Yeah, shameless plug for us. Yep. Shameless, shameless plug. Well, 
as you know what we got to do after we leave the triple stuff, it's time to jump over to... Welcome to... 3FS Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it's time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And of course, this week, we are reviewing the brand new Gerard Butler vehicle. Get it? Once again, I'm going to keep making that joke. Plane. Of course, if this is your first time joining us and you're not familiar, thank you for choosing us and tuning in. You have zero to worry about. We will not be spoiling this film without telling you about it. As a matter of fact, the 3FN Movie Club is broken up into two slots. The first part, we will do spoiler-free everything. It'll be the synopsis, who's in the movie, how, who made the movie, and most importantly, our spoiler-free, thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, recommendation. Then we will take our break. When we come back from the break, we will give you one final warning before we dive into the full 3FN Movie Club spoiler full review. So you have nothing to worry about until you've been warned. You can also just stop it when we go to break and come back after you see the movie if you don't want it spoiled. Spoiler alert here, kind of. I don't think you could spoil this movie. No. No. But we're just we just like to be nice like that to everybody. So uh Ron there's nothing to spoil in this movie. Ron, you you are you're giving them a non spoiler guarantee, really? Because I don't really think you could spoil the movie. However, we'll still do our due diligence and be nice. But before we uh when we kick in the spoiler free side, we like to talk about the synopsis from IMD. B. Man, I got a story to tell. That's right. <laughs> we got two of them here, and we're going to give you both of them. So the first one is the short one, as always, Ron. A pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. Um, No. I don't even think that's even close. Not even close. <laughs> uh, this one's a little longer. Brody Torrance saves his passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island, only to find that surviving the landing was just the beginning. When most of the passengers are taken hostage by dangerous rebels, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Louis Gaspar, an accused murderer who's being transported by the FBI. In order to rescue the passengers, Torrance will need Gaspar's help and will learn there's more to Gaspar than meets the eye. By the way, they had it until the end. Yes, because we can't talk about that part. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But uh, they they almost they almost landed. They almost landed. <laughs> Just like he almost landed the plane. They almost he almost <laughs> landed the plane. They almost landed the they almost landed the fucking preview. There's a, there's a lot of great things there. A lot of great things there. All right. Well, let's kick over to find out who made this. Who made this shit? That's right. Who made this shit? Of course, plane came out on January thirteenth of twenty twenty three with a runtime of hundred and seven minutes. Your director Jean Francois Richard. He did a lot of French movies. However, he did do the Assault on Precinct 13 remake in 2005. And most recently, he did a movie called Bloodfather starring Mel Gibson. Uh, okay. I mean, Assault on Precinct 13 wasn't horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was but, like, most of his films have been done. They were French movies. Yeah. So if you're into French cinema, you probably know the name a yeah. lot more. Uh, the screenplay was wrote, written by two people. Uh, doing the story and screenplay was Charles Cumming. It was his first film. Obviously. Uh, J.P. Davis was the other person who was there. His first movie was Fighting Tommy Riley in 2004. He also did The Neighbor, and most recently, other than this movie, in 2022, he did The Contractor. I do believe that was a direct-to-Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, movie. that's right. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, your director of photography on the film was Brendan Galvin. Uh, he did Rat in 2000 as his first movie. Okay. But then he did some interesting ones that you've definitely heard of. He did Behind Enemy Lines, okay. Flight of the Phoenix, Immortals, Escape Plan. Speaking of Rambo, he did Rambo, Last Blood. And very recently, he did The In-Between in 2022. Okay. So, I mean, he's got a little bit of an... He definitely has an action background. Yeah. You could call him... Action Jackson. Whoa. 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 You see what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Well, now that we've uh, found out who made this shit, it's got to get over <laughs> to who was in this shit. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? That's right. Of course, this movie stars Gerard Butler, who plays Brody Torrance. Of course, uh, we all know who Gerard Butler is, but he started his career in a movie called Mrs. Brown in 1997. Uh, you've seen him in Dracula 2000, Reign of Fire. 300 is where most people uh, got their first real taste of him. Yes. Rock and Rolla, Gamer, The Bounty Hunter, How to Train Your Dragon, the entire series. And then he was in the entire Has Fallen series. So yeah. Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, Angel Has Fallen. Uh, he was in that wonderful movie called Geostorm. And most recently, <laughs> obviously his most recent film is the is Plane, but his most recent film before that, Cop Shop. Oh, that's right. That was very entertaining. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize he got his late start so late. 97? Yeah, 97 was his first movie. Wow. Next up was Mike Coulter. He played Louis Gaspar. Uh, his first movie Believe it or not, and nothing else, not even on TV before this. Million Dollar Baby in 2004. Yeah. Well, he was yep. in that. He was also in Salt. He was in Men in Black 3, yep. Zero Dark 30. I'm Charlie Walker. And for all of us comic book nerds, we know him as Luke Cage and the Marvel Cinematic Series, if you will. I don't know. TV shows. Maybe he's coming back. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But I, I do like him. Hey, I like him. I like him as Luke Cage. They should have just put Luke Cage in that in that role. That's that's pretty shoot crew. Daniela Pineda played Bonnie. Uh, you, uh, she started her career in Newlyweds in 2011, but you most know her for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World Dominion. And she was Faye Valentine in Cowboy Bebop. Yep, uh, and I, that's why Ron really remembers her. Oh, she's so hot. Uh, Tony Goldwyn played Scarsdale, and he's the last star. We're gonna list him off. He got his start. His first movie ever was Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Okay. But most people would know him as the asshole villain of Ghost. Yep. He was also in Nixon, Kiss the Girls. He's the voice of Tarzan in all the yep. Disney movies. Yep. He's uh, He was in The Sixth Day, The Last House on the Left remake as he played the oh, father. Yeah. Remember yeah, he that? Did, he did. Great yep. movie if you've never seen it. Uh, he's been in the Divergent series, The Belko Experiment, which if you haven't seen that, that's something we're going to probably do eventually on the 3FN that. Horror Show. It's, it's really that. good. Is it good? Okay. Really good. And of course, most uh, one of his more recent films, he was in King Richard with Will Smith. Yes. And if, since... Will Smith won the Oscar for King Richard, and that's when it led to the slap. I feel like Tony Goldwyn has a part <laughs> in the infamous slap heard around the world. Uh, do you think that's reasonable? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Well, we had some other stars in the movie. We're going to kind of just give some shout-outs to some of the people that you especially might know. Uh, Paul Ben Victor's in this movie. Listen, he's one of those character actors that you know just from seeing him. Bald-headed older guy. He yeah. was on The Wire. He was in The yeah. Irishman, Get Hard. But he's been in movies since the early 90s like i yeah. said when you see him you know exactly who he is you might not know his name but you know exactly yeah it was exactly it, who he is. was was it him and agents of shield too yes yeah he's been in a ton yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. no i was a making sure that's I, I thought that's who it was but i and then another shout out i definitely want to give here would be to joey slotnick who played sinclair on this you would know him from twister because he played joey in there <laughs> he was frank chase and hollow man yep. he was in blast from the past and he was in the league of their own he's been oh, in a right. lot of great movies you, once again another movie. character actor that when you see him you're like yeah 
I fucking know that guy. And uh, then I'm just going to give a shout out because this guy was fucking awesome in the movie. And he's normally a stuntman, so he doesn't get the do here. Uh, that would be Evan Dane Taylor, who plays Junmar, who is the head of the guerrilla force, if you oh, will, yeah, the yeah, Separatist. Yeah, 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 yep. He's normally a stuntman. This was uh, one of those times where he finally got a, like a, a big role. So nice. cheers to him. I thought he did a good job. I'm good with it. All right, Ronald. Now that we have gone through the cast, we have to kick back and we have to talk about the budget of this film. Ron, this movie had a 20 to 25 million dollar budget. Would you like to guess how much this is made in the worldwide box office? We know it made 10 million in the US. How much is it made in the worldwide box office? I will tell you this it has not made its money back, even if it was 20 million. That is your clue. Take a guess 13. Oh, man, they wish they made 13. 11.6. That means I don't know how many places this opened internationally. That means yeah. it only made 1.6 in the rest of the world or 1.5 because I think it was 10.1 million. Probably in Canada. Maybe. Because I don't know if, it's, I don't know if it's, uh, it's over in Europe or anything yet. So who knows? Who knows? And I don't uh, think. Or Jared Brothers, what? Sweden? So Sweden? Yeah, maybe. Sweden, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, French, too, because the director's a French. Yeah, so French. French yeah. But uh, I don't think it's going to open in China. Why would it? Well, well, China only gets, was it 20 movies a year, I think 20, it is? 30, 30, 36. Oh, they moved it up to 36? No, no, it's always been like oh, it's 30. Always been it's 36? Been, it's like, it's been, I, see, 34 to 36, I, I say I think it's 36. They have a, it's always been that weird number. Um, it's I think it's 36. Right now, they're driving that Avatar market, baby. Yeah, whatever. Well, with that, it is time for our spoiler-free recommendation. Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or a thumbs down for playing and why spoiler-free. And I stress spoiler-free for everybody at home. And also to remind Ron before he goes on a rant because he's got his eyes closed. So I know something's coming. Ron, what is your recommendation? Keep it spoiler-free. Two thumbs down. Don't bother. I, I'm happy I had the unlimited pass and used points for my sister's ticket. Oh. <laughs> like, I did not have an issue wasting points for this movie. Because I, it was not good. Do not pay for this movie. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. And if you, if, you do, if you don't care about being spoiled or you've already seen the movie, stick around in the second half when we do the spoiler full part because you'll find out why. I'm actually also giving this a thumbs down. My biggest over thing is that this movie was just... And it wasn't because it was necessarily bad. Because I've seen way worse films. It's just that nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> like There's like a, a good chunk of this movie where nothing happens. Nothing relevant happens. Uh, so that's the best way I could tell you without spoiling it. So if you want to find out about that, stay on it for the second half of the show. Because I'll tell you what. There's not really much to spoil here anyways because yeah. it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and don't and trust us. You'll have more entertainment watching, listening to us tell you about this movie. Probably. Well... <laughs> That's going to bring us to the break. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we are going to give you our spoiler full review of Plane. Hey, this is Bill Tash from Obscure Form. You can follow me on Facebook at Obscure Form. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Bill Tash. Check me out on Spotify. Or help me out on Bandcamp at Obscure Form. You are listening to the 3FN Podcast.
and welcome back to the 3FN Movie Club Review of Plane. Those are the sultry sounds of an action sequence <laughs> from the movie Plane. Uh, I made the joke on Patreon. Uh, of course, if you'd like to join for a dollar, patreon.com slash 3FN podcast helps support the show. I uh, mentioned that uh, this is probably the best scene of the movie. It is. Uh, probably the best scene of the movie. And all you hear is gunfire. So that, that, that tells you why <laughs> it inspired the top three mindless action films. So it is now time to talk about... The movie that we saw. It is now time to talk about Plane, and it is spoiler full. So, as soon as we get done right here, I am going to say three, two, one, and that is it. So, if you have not seen the movie, you do not want it to be spoiled. This is your final warning. However, you don't care of it being spoiled, or if you've already seen it, stay in place and find out all that we thought about Plane. Three, two, one, it is review time. So, you've been warned. Coincidentally, that's the same order that... Uh the scenes are in the, the acts are in the movie that are well, the best. The acts are the th- three, two, and one. <laughs> no, no, the acts are hey, and then three. Because this movie is hey, and then three. There's no, there's, 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 there's introduction kind of, and then they, there's no problem really. I mean, yeah, the plane lands and stuff, but yeah, well, we'll talk, let's just don't. This is a, this is a really carried on the third act for any kind of entertainment. Um, listen, this is a movie that there is no reason to go full through. I'm going to try to, I'm, it's going to be kind of a skip through because there's not a lot that happens in this movie. This movie is 107 minutes long, 107 minutes long. So almost two hours, just shy. 147. 13 minutes short. It's closer to two hours than it is. 147. It's closer to two hours than it is to the hour it should have been for a television movie (laughs) is all I'm saying. So anyways, this movie opens up and we get to meet our, you know, protagonist Brody Torrance as he is going to his job to fly a plane uh, to first Tokyo and then that plane is going on to Honolulu Hawaii yes and uh, we spend like literally literally the first 10 minutes of this film or better just just dealing with him going there and his daughter going oh well you hope you're not gonna be late dad and then him Mind you, his college-age daughter. Uh, I hope you're not going to be late, Dad. And then, like, him getting on the plane and meeting his co-pilot and then getting told that there's going to be a convict on board. Quincy. And there's only 14 passengers it's on all, this plane, on this I, full-size plane. Listen, it's New Year's Eve. It's all. It's a New Year's flight. It's, it's, it's a late plane. It happens. Okay. I'm just saying that <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes to just do this portion of the film is a little long and obnoxious because none of the information is ever fucking useful. No, none of it. None of it. None of the information you, you find. I mean, other than the names of the people, because then you get to meet the stewardesses. Then you get to meet, you know, the co-pilot. Then you get to meet as they come on. You kind of get a feeling for how each of the fucking passengers is, which isn't even that important. Yeah. At the end of the day. No. Like, I don't need to see the guy clean down his seats with the wet wipes. You knew he was going to be a problem. Because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then you have the one guy who's jealous that his buddy used his flight points to get first class and he's sitting coach. With 14 people on the plane, like I think they could have just put them all in first class. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they should have just been like, everybody's upgraded today, folks. Yeah, especially if you have a convict on there. Yeah, just put the convict back in coach. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's the only person serving coach. Yep. No, but that's not what we do. No. No, that's not what we do. Hey, we, we're going to upgrade you all the first class. Have hey. a nice day. You know, hey, and if you used your points to get there, we'll refund those. You know, yes. Whatever. It's just like this whole ridiculous stuff. So then we finally take off. And literally, we take off in the plane, and and you're flying along. And we find out the only important piece of information, because, Ron, what did you you tell me this movie should have been named? Plot armor of the movie. Okay, so the only important piece of information we learn is that they are going to be flying through a storm. And originally, our pilot, our hero, 
Brody Torrance says, why don't we just go around the store? And his re- the response from the guy who's in charge is, well, because there's only 14 people. So why would we waste another $12,000 in fuel to go around when we can just go through? That's fine. Be at 37 feet. You'll be 37, fine. 37,000 feet and you'll be fine. That's fine. That's fine. You're, you're going to be fine, Ron. Yeah. Which we know it's not. No, because the that, movie's called Plane. Right. So. so then we're flying along and then boom. They get hit. Lightning strike. Lightning. Takes out all the power. So then they got to fly down through the storm so they could try to buy eye, see some land, or make an ocean crash. Uh, the, the original plan was to make an ocean plan, ocean crash. Right. and They couldn't see land. Because they couldn't see land. And then all of a sudden, they happened to just see it and went. But, but, oh. you got to remember, you're skipping something that's important. Because plot armor, for some reason... Nobody's getting cell service anyways, but for some reason, the guy, the police, the FBI agent that's in charge of the prisoner is trying to make a phone text to somebody. His wife. And he drops the phone. Mind you, turbulence and in a storm, they're driving, they're trying to punch through a storm. And so he gets out of his seat to get the phone and then a stewardess gets out of her seat to try to, you know, stop him from getting his phone and get him back to his seat. And then they hit something and they both end up smacking and cracking their necks and dying off the ceiling. That's how you go from 17 to uh, 15. Like that. <laughs> like that. Which is makes it, but it, it there's makes no, no point for it. Like, the it, only plot armor there is then that gives you the fact that later on one of the other stewardess grabs the keys for the prisoner, and that's how we end up with him out of the. Co- it's fucking, ah, uh, it's just, yeah. it's just annoying. Well, there's no reason for well, it. Well, if you had the FBI agent, he would never let him out of the cops. True. So then, therefore, you wouldn't have the person helping you. Once again, plot armor. Plot, armor. plot armor. That's the only thing. <laughs> so, of course, because it's a movie, and well, we're already... Sorry. Well, then the other plot armor is when they're crashing, is, you know, when planes go down, they jettison their fuel, because so they, they're not a basically a rocket and blowing up. So, the problem is, their one fuel tank can't jettison any fuel, so they have fuel for later. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I didn't even care about that because I, I, I knew what happened there, but it was stupid. So they, so anyways, because it's a movie, instead of just making the ocean landing, no, 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 they end up seeing fucking land at the last possible second, and there happens to just be a mining road carved in that they can fucking land on and keep the plane intact. Yeah, That's yeah. important. The plane is intact. And nobody questions the fact that there's freaking equipment, heavy equipment. Yeah, there's, ah. there's, there's fucking backhoes back and, and front loaders, yeah. and I think there might have been a bulldozer, <laughs> and then there's tanks for water and other chemicals. Yeah, so we're just going to stay here because this seems like a good idea. Right. So anyways, that, that's where they end up. And then, of course, you know, Brody's like, oh, I got to find a way to contact somebody. Okay. I, I thought I saw something flying over. Oh, really? While you were panicking, you were paying attention to the layover, and it just so happens it's close enough that you can walk. So then he ends up taking the convict with him, and of course he has the keys, so he lets the convict out of the keys because, hey, you know, I need somebody to go with me. And he questions him about his knife. Yeah, I, I, I got I got your knife out of the evidence bag. Uh, well, you know that's kind of a special knife. Uh, you know, what, 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 where did you get it? He was in the French Legion <laughs> because he committed he murdered somebody when he was eighteen. He fled because he didn't want to go to prison, and he joined the French Legion, being a mercenary. Yes, and so that's how we get that this dude's a fucking badass. By the way, that's the guy that would happen to be Louis Gaspar, yeah. played by Mike Coulter. He's fucking Luke Luke Cage. So I yeah. mean, he's a badass to begin, which with. is fine. I, I I didn't really care about that because you, you got to have a reason why he's in, he's in cuffs and a reason right. why he knows what he's doing. I, right, but we don't ever get the reason. 
Like you get, I killed you, somebody. I, you know, I made a mistake when I was eighteen. We yeah. know it's murder. There's like no like like because that one uh, synopsis said about finding out about him. We don't find out anything. No, we don't find out. You know, if he was set up for something. Yeah. we don't even find wrong out wrong place, he, wrong time. How he got caught. We yeah. don't know none of it. It's like all a mystery. Yeah, like it's a fucking mystery. And the only thing we know about uh, Brody, as far as military wise, is that he was in the Royal Air Force because yes. he's Scottish and he spent time in the Royal Air Force. But because he was a Scot and not a Brit, they didn't let him fly in the flag planes but that that's okay because the big planes helped him get into being a, a pilot yes also the reason why he's based out of singapore and flying like shit flights out of singapore is because he be a passenger uh accosted somebody on the plane then pushed the stewardess then punched him in the mouth and he put that passenger to sleep yeah which was kind of funny because later on when uh, scarsdale's talking <laughs> about he's like i like this guy yeah because <laughs> of course you know so now that the plane's gone, then we get, like, a useless scene. Like, honestly, the scenes, and even though I did like the Scarsdale character. Yes. The scenes in New York yeah. from the... The, the, the company. The company's well, the plane headquarters. Company. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Trailblazer. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, their headquarters were kind of fucking useless. They were useless, but it gave you plot armor to why they were doing what True. they were doing. Because we find out there, uh, at first, we don't find, like, we're going to skip it. Like I said, we're skipping around. We find out there that, you know, they're like, oh, man, we don't know where the plane is. We need to find it. So they bring in Scar Scarsdale, who is their guy who fucking finds shit. He gets yeah. shit done for the yeah. company. So, you know, even though Tony Goldwyn is mostly known, I would say, for being a villain, yeah. in this movie, he's not a villain. He's a hard-ass hero. Like, yes. he's a hero through and through, but he's hard-ass. Yeah. And so he's basically going to send mercenaries. And the reason why is because he's like, hey, that part of the world, real unstable. You can't yeah. trust that they're going to help us out here. We need to find the plane. And if it went down in an unfriendly place, because at this time they don't know where it is, they went down in an unfriendly place, then, oh, we have the, the firepower, if you yes. will. It also gives us the plot armor to what's going to happen in the third act. Yes. Mind you, there's only, what, f six mercenaries? Yes, no, yeah. five or six. Yeah, five, it, It's a very small amount. Yeah, it's, very it's, small. It's, I think it's more than four, so it's either five or six. And they only take a half a million dollars of uh, get out of, get out of emergency <laughs> funds basically to buy themselves out of a situation. Yeah, buy themselves out of a situation or get one of them out of jail so they can come back and get them is basically what they say. Yeah, that's pretty much what their <laughs> deal is with the money. Well, anyway, yeah. So... That's it's just and that's just you kind of useless because they weren't going to jail. It's, it's yeah. that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of useless shit in this fucking movie. Yeah. So in the meantime, our our friend Brody and gets to a phone, and he somehow hot wires a phone. He calls Trailblazer, and they're like, "Oh, we've had prank phone calls yeah. all day." Yes. Mind you, wouldn't you think that when the guy is sounding like him, that it would be? Well, it's not even that. How, like it's just on him. It's like how doesn't he know his his his. That's true. Badge he number. doesn't know his badge number, and it was it was something simple. It was like six four four three three or something. It was something stupid. It, Anyways, it, it was it was like three numbers and it was five digits. But you think you would look into it either way? Yeah. So then he has to you know call his daughter, and his daughter writes down. And in the meantime, ooh, some of these separatists because they're separatists. Yes. Show up because obviously uh, they they're doing that area, and he gets he ends up having to kill one with a with a choking him out and breaking his neck. And then he's, uh, Mike, I've gotten caught by the other ones, but Gaspar, who he thought left him. No, no. He just went and get some weapons and killed these motherfuckers yeah. off real quick. Yeah. Because, hey, he's a bad motherfucker. I like it. We know he's a bad motherfucker. And this is where you find out more plot armor. Because downstairs of this place just happens to be a place where there's a camera that was left there. <laughs> and uh, we see some passports on the ground and some blood. And we find out that these guys like to just kidnap uh, missionaries and stuff. Yeah. Hold I, them I, for I, ransom yep. and murder them. Yep. 
But we the only reason this is important is because of what's going to happen next. Because then they got to go back to the plane to get the people. But the, already the separatists know they're there, yep. and they go in and they end up killing two of the passengers and taking the rest of them on a bus to hold them hostage. So now we're down to uh, thirteen. Yeah, it's something like that. It's, we're getting lower. So my favorite part about this, pl- speaking of plot armor, the movie, <laughs> is that everybody leaves except for two of the worst fucking like separatist soldiers ever. And that's that's how we get all the information we need because they kill the one and the other one, they get, make them give him the information before killing him too. Yeah. Well, you know, they needed, he needed iPods and laptops and uh, phones. And but why would you only leave two guys? <laughs> well, exactly. Especially when you know that the captain is out there yes. somewhere because they tell him that. But he wasn't coming back and they already took care of the captain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So basically that's then he leaves a note for the fucking help just in case help comes because obviously they don't know that there's mercenaries coming to save them no and then they go and you know going to do what anybody's gonna do there's a gigantic army and this whole town belongs to these separatists there's no law in this country they kind of know this already because uh the co-pilot had at one point told him this that if we're if we're on this island because they didn't know exactly where they are but we're on this island we're fucked and turns out we're on this island (laughs) right so plot armor yeah, yeah, there it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So two, we got two guys. We got the badass French Legion guy, so believable. Yeah. And we got Torrance who gets gets nauseous whenever somebody dies. That and doesn't hold his gun right when he's running. No. Like like no. so he, he he had like no basic training. So they <laughs> end up breaking out very easy. By the way, you have hostages, and this is what you do. Why is it that they're, they're, how they get in, and Ron, am I lying about this? How they get in? First of all, they see two guys filling boats, and they're like, if you get on those boats, they're as good as dead. So they go over and uh, just sneak up by. He's like, we're going to do this quietly. Sneaks up on him. Torres grabs the one guy. Fucking uh, Lewis grabs the other guy, but he slits his throat, and yep. then he stabs the other guy and kills him real easy-like. And then, although it's fucking cool, I'm not going to say this yeah. the next part wasn't cool, then right by the door of the little cell, if you will, that they're keeping them in. There's just one dude who's not paying attention. He's smoking or something. Yeah. And fucking our, our good friend Gaspar fucking sledgehammers him to the fucking dome piece. Yeah. And he's dead, obviously. And Blood could, everywhere. Could, I thought it was cool, though. Yeah. No, it was a good scene. And then there's only one other guard out front of it who doesn't hear the guy get sledgehammered. <laughs> and then they're like, shh, shh, be quiet, be quiet. Doesn't hear any of that, even though there's, like, the window is yeah. not a real window. It's not. It's just, yeah. like, bars. Yeah. So he's like, like, he fucking couldn't hear him. And then he ends up with a sledgehammer to the dome yep. piece, too. Yep. Twice. Well, the one is to the face, and then he fucking wields it like he's, <laughs> like, like he's fucking Gallagher smashing a fucking melon. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> and then they cut, cut all the people. I'm like, we're going to get you on the bus. Which, which is more funny is the lock was on the inside. Right. They had to reach so, through. So it's like, okay, I, I kind of get that, but like, it, it's just a weird position for a lock. <laughs> So their whole game plan is to get them back on the bus that they the, the separatists used to bring them to this village to hold them. Yes. And it's like, oh, nobody thinks of till that moment that after they get them on the bus that until and Gaspar says, oh, wait a minute, there's people out there guarding the road. Yep. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> no fucking shit. Oh. So Brody comes up with the greatest plan of all time, Ron. Oh. What is that plan? He's going to sacrifice. He's going to sacrifice himself. Basically. He's going to give himself up. He's like, that'll be more important because I'm more I'm worth more money to them. But he doesn't realize these are not reasonable people. No. So he goes out and it does, it works. Like this, it's, it distracts them as they're beating him up and getting ready to kill him. 
And then, because, and then because, you know, it's a movie, they have found the plane. The mercenaries have landed. They found the note that was left for him. Yep. And then all of a sudden, right as it's like, oh, he's going to shoot him in the head. Nope. These five mercenaries or whatever yeah. start shooting and taking out a shit ton of people in this town which is which is fine <laughs> just but here's my you problem jump on them but here's my problem with that they knew enough that the plane landed the first plane landed but they couldn't nobody noticed the second plane with the mercenaries parachuting in happened <laughs> i know and especially after knowing that your cat the captain might have gotten through here's the other part <laughs> why the, other than plot armor Ron, why did they parachute in? Why didn't they just land in? Well, like, listen, why didn't they just take a copter or something and land in? Because they knew that they had to extract people. Why wouldn't they come with the thing to extract them? Because after they get it, it's like, okay, well, we're going to go back to the plane, but we have to wait 24 hours before anybody's willing to come save any of us. Yeah. 20, am I lying? No, they say 24 hours. Yes. But they, they get the plane back up and running. Well, that that's the plan now. Brody <laughs> says, I can get the plane to fly. Mind you, the plane's fucked. But yeah. we can get the plane but, to fly. But, but the co-pilot somehow got the plane to reconnect some things before he got captured. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's all I'm saying. So then the cool part comes. Cause the only cool part of this movie is in the third act when they get the firefight right outside. the. Th- and mind you, it's hard to talk about a firefight. It's just what you think. At one point in Juncture, my favorite shit is there is a guy with a 50 cal fucking sniper rifle yes and he starts he takes out a couple guys but then he starts looking where their feet are aiming through the door of the car and fucking shooting through the vehicle through the guy the guy goes flying back into another vehicle he does it to two of them it's fucking amazing it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun but outside of that all you know basically they get the plane and they get out of there and of course your favorite scene at the end no, oh, yeah, with the with the the, the, bo- the final the boss guy is the last guy left. He's, he's got his rocket launcher. He's got his RPG all set up, ready to go, and hot, like hot shots part. Duh, they hit him with the freaking landing gear. <laughs> hit him with the plane and take him out before <laughs> flying off. And of course, you know, oh, we're gonna crash, and then they don't crash, and then they make it to the island that just so happens to not be that far away, and land safely. Happy ending. <laughs> really, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, I know we kind of ran through the movie, but that's literally the movie. It is a movie. That's, that's, that's all That's all it is. You know, it, we, we forget uh, uh, Lewis there, you know, found in the firefight and said, I ran out of ammo. So the mercenary tells him to go check the bag for that, on the supplies to go get ammo. So he finds the bag of money. Well, that's the plot armor to show that he was going to get money. Because <laughs> remember, right after that, he looks uh, before Brody makes his move to the plane. He says, you know, I can't get back on that plane with you, brother. Yeah. And he's like, they give the big, like, fucking Arnold and... I, I, uh, I can't wait until plane two when they the, meet up. You know the Carl Weathers Arnold fucking hand slap from fucking Predator? Yeah. They give... The, that's the hand slap yep. they give. And he's like, thanks, El Capitone. <laughs> that, that's literally the emotional moment between these two gentlemen. This is literally it, man. Mind you, there is very... Other than the fact that they've been, like, fighting this fucking separatist army and destroying them, two-man deal, they, you know, before the mercenaries came... The only, like, the only, the, the, there's no, like, bonding. They don't talk about each other. He no. just sees a picture of his family. So, yeah. so, so, so Gaspar knows he has a family. That's it. Like, there's no, like, like moment where they bond. So that fucking, like, Arnold and Carl yeah. Weathers hand slap, man, that fucking, yeah. brother. Yeah, like, you're like, what? really? Really? Where do we, where do we miss this? Dude, where do we miss this bonding time? Listen, plane two. 
<laughs> Brody's going to be flying. There's going to be an SOS come over the plane. And it's going to be Lewis. And Brody's going to be like, that's my buddy. I got to land this plane down here on this island and go help him. The other thing, the other thing that we got to mention, because it's fucking ridiculous, at one point in juncture, because they're trying to get you the emotional feels, like, mind you, uh, Brody's daughter doesn't know anything's happening. She knows that he's alive when she calls, and then there's a whole bunch of shit going on, and she's sitting, like, on the floor in front of a couch, and she turns her phone on, and she starts recording a video of, Dad, I don't know if you'll ever see this, but I love you. You're the best dad. Like, it's this emotional moment. But, like, as the audience, I'm not feeling any emotion because we really haven't had any connection. And it's for fucking no reason. She shouldn't have been making the video. He should have been making the video. Right. Right. Like, and tried to send it. Right. And and, and just go, like, video not sent. Video not sent. Or, or it does send finally. Yeah. Or it sends finally and she and thinks then he's she's dead. she's upset. We get the fucking Armageddon moment. Yeah. Yeah. But no. They, no, they no. botched it completely. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why the fuck does that even make sense? It doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. He just wanted to put the hot girl in the movie again some more. I'm going to be honest. For likes in this movie, the only real likes in this movie, the action sequences were pretty badass. Like, a lot of it's kind of like close hand-to-hand. Lots yeah. of blood. Lots yeah. of gore. I thought they did a great job with that. It looked fucking real. Very entertaining. The firefight at the end is really good. I mean, the last kill was predictable and fucking <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. And, of course, because Gaspar's staying behind, he takes out one of the guys who was going to take out the ship because the rocket goes by the ship. Right, but the other problem with that is he's in the... An open f- little field, and there's a ton of people. And then all of a sudden, all the rest of this militia or separatists show up. And he just and, fucks and, off. He's just, and he's just like, "Well, I got my bag of money. I guess if I stay low enough, even though I'm six foot three, <laughs> big piece dude. of chocolate love, I'm gonna be to sneak away." Dude, 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 dude. The best is he does. He tiptoes out through the fucking bushes. <laughs> it's fucking like, what the fuck is he going on? He rolled a nat twenty on his stealth check. <laughs> he said, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> He, you know what? Listen, earlier in the movie, he was he 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 was he was gonna he was going out. He was going out in a blaze of glory. He's like, I'm done now. I can go. I can just slink off into the fucking jungle. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how is he gonna get off that island even with all that money? He's got boats. Those motherfuckers are looking. He's one of the people who helped kill their leader. They got boats. Well, he's gonna have to steal one of those boats. They're already dead, <laughs> and they're all over. Well, there's all those people that showed up at the field at the end. Those people aren't dead, and they're pissed off that their right. leader's dead. That whole sneak back and get a boat and go. Duh. Okay. Well, hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, those boats did not look like they were ocean ready. You know, Ron, they did not. Anyways, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what he should have done? He if he was fucking smart, he steals the identity of the dead FBI agent yeah. and just goes back, starts yeah. a new life. Because the guy's dead. You wouldn't know until they got back to the States. And they yeah. didn't go to the States right away. Yeah. You know, and the mercenaries might... Or go the, or the mercenaries just take him with them it's not, as it's a not, part of their team because he was helping them out. It's not even that. You, you want have one of the freaking passports they find from the missionaries be a six-foot black man. Right. That kind of resembles him. Then he becomes that person. But even, the, the, you don't the, even the, need that. You were with mercenaries. You know, he just, just joined the mercenaries. It's just enough to get back to... To wherever you want to go with the passport and then disappear. Right. But I'm just saying, you, you don't even have to go that hard. You could just have them be with the mercenaries because they're mercenaries. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, man, we fucking work great as a team. Come with us. You don't have to worry about getting into the fucking cops. Yeah. We'll protect you. Yeah. We Boom. got you. We got you. Even though they're, and then that's the other thing. When they, when they parachuted in, even though they, they, sh- <laughs> the mercenaries, they show them at the airport to take off, but they never step foot on that plane. It's just background. And then they never show them on the plane. <laughs> and then they just show them. On the ground, so you never saw 
parachuting in or anything like that. You didn't see the remnants of a parachute. Nothing, there was no nothing. parachutes around, but that all their stuff was there. So those separatists just got a bunch of free mercenary shit. Yeah, minus, they, didn't take that, my, they didn't take it with them. No, he couldn't. So they just got a bunch of weapons. Electronics, ammo. ammo. The only thing well, they don't get is the money because the money. <laughs> Gaspar gets the money. He's out. <laughs> so like, what's so? Let's just let's just stockpile this separatist team and see what they do with it. Jesus, <laughs> like like it's 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 not that it's be- like I said. I keep saying it's not that it's terrible because it's not. It's just there's nothing there. It's mindless. Yeah. And then you got some like the really only saving grace is the action scenes. You yeah. don't feel for any of the characters. Yeah. You don't feel for, you know, even though they try hard to get you to feel for some of them. Yeah. And like, just like at the end of the movie, what is the long hug between Bonnie and fucking uh, Brody? She's like, Oh, thank you so much. Well, that, that, that's the other like, thing. I mean, I get that they, he saved you, but what the fuck? No, but here's the thing. They, they just met. Right in the beginning, she's like, "Oh, hi, I'm uh, Bonnie. I, I, I'm Bonnie. I'm your head, whatever, whatever term they use. It wasn't head flight attendant or flight attendant. I, I, I don't even. Had, I think she was the chief of the flight attendants. Yeah, I think the, that's what she said. Chief yeah. flight attendant. So, and then like, but the one that died was one that Brody knew. Right. So, but so why didn't they just make Bonnie the one that he knew? Also, how about when? How about when uh, after they land the plane on the island and they're safe, he comes out of the cockpit. And like those two girls, just the two girls start clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? Well, I know who wrote this. This is Charles <laughs> Cummings' first film and JP Davis. That's who we that's who we got here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like I said, I don't th- this is the hardest movie for me to actually score. Because on one hand, I'm like, it wasn't bad. But it wasted my time because there was no, like, yeah. there's no... Th- I'm waiting for Plane 2. It's going to be amazing. It, I don't know if it, if it doesn't make money. There will be no Plane 2. Oh, there'll be Plane 2. There, I don't yeah, think it's dude. making money, dude. Dude, it doesn't matter. It's in trouble right it's now. It's Gerard Brother. It doesn't matter. It does matter. They don't... When he gets that would, SOS call <laughs> over, the, over the, the plane and he's got to land on another island. Unless this movie somehow fucking makes all the money next week somehow, which I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, then no, I don't think that's going to happen, Ron. It's it, it, you, you could write it and send it in. Maybe it'd be probably better than what we just saw. Um, is there any other likes or dislikes you want to throw out there uh, now that uh, we've kind of gone uh, through the movie and kind of shit all over it? Uh, like no, the movie's just crap. Is it? Is it? I, like I said, I don't know. I, I like when we get to the score. I've been toying around the score for a while just because it's like I just don't know. They just didn't do a good enough job with characters. I, I, there was no character development at all in any of these. They don't give you enough. Instead of having this massive uh, beginning with Gerard Butler, where you get no information from him, like maybe ha- have a flashback of Lewis killing or in a situation. Showing like what could have been the murder, but wasn't the murder. Like he just was in the wrong place, wrong. It's like something a little more with that, uh, or maybe like I don't. Under- it's rough. I, I mean, don't. I don't know where they I were mean, going. Instead of instead of having him be go back to the states for murders, have him be part of the French Legion, and, and he's wanted for questioning. I know I usually plug this later, <laughs> but I think that they went back to like the late eighties, early nineties philosophy on an action film here. And uh, this upcoming week for Three FN Rewind. Uh, Friday, for those of you not on Patreon, if you're on Patreon, it's Thursday. Uh, you're going to get our review of the Jean Claude Van Damme 1993, Nowhere to Run. And without spoiling any of that, because we're not, because obviously we'd like you to listen to the review. It's a lot of fun, believe it or not, <laughs> either way. It, that movie also, there's like a lot of like, nothing makes fucking sense. Why is this a thing? But there was boobs. 
there was and there was action <laughs> and i use quotations this movie way better action give you giving you credit so no we'll boobs. give you that little teasy no boobs no boobs no boobs it's, it's 2023 uh but here's the thing my point is this is the first like i know mean, i've seen other action films recently but this is the first in a little bit where it's just like Wow, they really didn't give a fuck about that story. No, they didn't. They were just like, this story is here loosely that we can change and meld and put all the plot armor on that we can yes. just to get to the end game. Yes. That's all it was, just to get the end game. And it, it just, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's going to do it for the actual full-on review. But before we can give you our scores, we need to find out the scores oh, from around the internet. And you know the way we like to do that. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, Ron. It's time to play the game. And of course, since it's just you, the way we're going to play the game is Ron is going to guess the scores from around the internet. If he comes within five points of the actual score, he gets the point. If he gets three out of five right, he beats the house. If not, the house wins. So, Ron, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be one of the harder ones. I will give you clues like I've been giving you, because I think that's only fair. However, I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be a tough one. Are you ready to play the game? If any of these are over 70, then they're wrong. All right, let's start with IMDb. Uh, out of 10, using points, what did they give? Plain, your clue is, it is higher than a 6. Shouldn't be higher than a six. I'm giving you a big clue to that. Uh, Seventy. So seven out of ten. Yeah. You know what? You got it right on the money because it was seven out of ten. <laughs> Too high. All right. Metacritic. <laughs> this is critic scores only. Metacritic percentage out of a hundred percent. I can tell you that it is lower than the IMDb score. Forty-five. Forty-five. You know what? You went a little too low. 62%. 62%. The Rotten Tomatoes critic score, I can tell you that it is around, somewhere around, the IMDb score if you change it over to percentage. So that means it could be in the 60s or the 70s. 73. You're cussing a 73 and you get the point. 74%. Fucking too high. Rotten Tomatoes fan score. I can tell you the Rotten Tomatoes fan score is the highest score that this movie got, and it is above a 74%. 79. You're saying 79, and you got that one wrong. It was 95%. Who the hell's... No. 95%. That was the highest score. All right. It comes down to the last question. Will you win? Will you lose? Google users out of 100%. And I can tell you that it's the second highest score. So that means it's above a 74%. 85. You're saying 85. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Well, Ron, did you win? No. 93%. How is this 93%? Stop. Stop. Ron, Ron, 93%. So in order, going back through IMDb, 7 out of 10, Metacritic, 62%, Rotten Tomatoes, Critic Score, 74%, Rotten Tomatoes, Fan Score, 95%, Google Users, 93%. I do not know what film these people went to see. It's, uh, did they watch Airplane for, with Leslie Nelson? Maybe. Maybe they confused him. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, oh, now that we've gotten the scores around the internet, it is now time for me and Ron to give you our scores. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
Of course, we are going to start off with the nerd score, and that is on the nerd scale. The nerd score is simple. It is a recommendation score that we base off of our critic score and, of course, off of our uh, entertainment value. That means if it's a lower entertainment, you could be a lower critic score and have high entertainment value, and it could make the score go up, or vice versa. And we did have an example of that with Babylon. So that finally did happen. Yes. So now, with that, the nerd scale is as follows. A one is... No. That means it's a terrible film that you should never watch. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not a terrible film, but it ain't a good film. So you've been warned. A three is, ah, it's good. That means that it's a, you know, it's an average movie. It's an average to good movie, like low end to good movie. It's not essential to see, but if you see it, it's not going to be a waste of your time. It's not going to be a waste of your money. So, But at the same time, it's not essential. You don't need to run out and see it. A four is just take my money. That means that, hey, go see it in the theaters. Buy it on Blu-ray. Rent it. Feel free. You need to see it. These are essential movies. These are very good movies. Need to see them. And, of course, Rarefied Air. Certified nerd, which I know this has no threat of being, but <laughs> I will say it's for the instant classics like Jaws and Jurassic Park and that kind of ilk. Those are the legend. Wait for it. Dairy movies that uh, we all love and you have to watch over and over and over again. So that's the nerd scale. Of course, after the nerd scale, I'll give my critic score of it out of 10. So Ron, we're starting with you as always. What is your nerd scale score and why for plain? Straight up, this is the epitome of a two. You have been warned. It is, it's not worth seeing. It's, it's the action sequence at the end is a little bit what makes it worth it. If you're like the, the five shots they do with a 50 caliber, which obviously they ran out of money to do more. So that's why they stopped because other plot situations, like they could have taken out all the vehicles. So then, and even possibly blown up the truck that had the RPG in it without knowing there was an RPG in there, but you know, things, um, if it's, if you catch it on a streaming service and you're just looking to kill an hour and 47 minutes, <laughs> like that's, you can do that if you're just, but it's not worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. I'm going to say this. You know what? I'll give it right up front. Well, actually, no, let me say it like this. I juggle it around because like I said, this is not a terrible film. It's shot well. And you know, the acting for the most part is oh. actually good. It's not like the, I should have said that when it likes the acting's not bad in this no, film. It's they, not on Gerard Butler yeah. or, or, or Mike Coulter or anybody else in this movie. I thought that there was some really good totally go Tony Goldwyn puts in a hell of a performance. Yeah. Really enjoyed his sport part in this movie. But at the same time, there's just no sustenance to it. There's like their substance, you or whatever you want to say. There's yeah. just nothing. There's no, it's bare bones. Yes. It's like there's no reason or rhyme or reason except for let's take you know let's take this weak fucking story and then we'll put plot armor all over it and then just hope you forgive it in the third act. And there's really not a lot of action until you get to the second act because even like the the process of the plane going down, you never feel like they're in danger of of like no. crashing. Like there, I never felt like oh I, I I'm like just from the trailers alone, we yeah. know they make it to the island. Yeah. So you're like, okay, they're going to survive. I mean, there was two people who died during the, during the descent that we were like, okay, okay. That's, you know, that's different. But then like, after you get there, you get a lot more of fucking plot armor and shit before we ever see some action beats. Yeah. And then finally we get the action beats and you're like, okay, this is what this movie led to. And like I said, the action and the gunfight scenes, they're, they're good. But there's just nothing that made you fucking care. Yeah. There's just nothing that made you care. So uh, I tossed it back and forth because, like I said, not being terrible. I'm like, well, you know where I can get it. But you know what? I'm going to agree with Ron. It's a two. So. You have been warned. That's right. You've been warned. 
don't watch the movie. But I will say this. If you do see it on a streaming platform that you have, turn it on if you ever have a chi and just fast forward till the till the gunfighting starts. Yeah. And just watch that scene. It'll yeah. be fun. You, if, if you can find in the movie where they go to the phone on the island, you don't really need to know any backstory anyways. Just go to that scene and watch maybe the last half hour of the film, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, and, and you might 40 even... 40 minutes think, or so, yeah. If you watch that last 30, 40 minutes... Yeah, you got everything else because you, you don't need anything else. You know the plane gets I'll tell you goes what, through a storm. When it comes out on streaming... I will I will get a time mark and I will update you guys through either social media or on a podcast of where to start the movie. I will go through because I can real quick go through. I don't want to buy or rent it, so I'll just yeah. go through and I'll get to the mark and say this is where you start the movie and watch it. And then it might and then actually believe it or not, it might be just take my money if you just watch that <laughs> part. I'm not gonna lie because that part's entertaining as shit. Outside of that, though, really really big dud. Uh, speaking of which. The action, acting, shooting style, and everything brought the points up, so I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. I know that doesn't sound terrible, but it's a below-average movie, and it's really getting bolstered up by a really good last gunfight and some action sequences and good acting. Outside of that, like it is not very good. That's where it drags it down. So, Like I said, most of that score is coming from that last 30 to 40 minutes me and Ron just talked about. Outside of that, the rest of the movie, the the other hour of the movie is like, yeah, who cares? Who cares? So that is going to do it for this week's 3FN Movie Club review of Plane. Next week, for the 3FN Movie Club review, we will be reviewing The Whale. That's mm-hmm. right. It's finally come to our area, so we're going to go see it in the theaters, and we are going to review The Whale. Of course, that's got huge Oscar uh, implications. I mean, there's some Golden Globe Awards that yep. came out for it. So we're going to talk all about The Whale next week on this show. And of course, if you're locked in and tuned in and already following and subscribing, you don't need to be forewarned about this. We have more than just one show on this channel. This upcoming Friday, 3FN Rewind, 1993 Jean-Claude Van Damme's Nowhere to Run. Check that review out on 3FN Rewind this upcoming Friday. And like I said, if you're already locked in and subscribing and following this, you already know that every other week you get 3FN Rewind or 3FN Horror Show on top of the main flagship 3FN podcast. So you're going to want to check those out. Well, if you would like to reach out to us and tell us what you thought about playing or find out any of that information that I just talked about, you can find it at the one-stop shop, 3FNpodcast.com. There you'll find everything you need, whether it's the local sponsors, whether it's friends of the show like the ODPH, whether it is links to the show, whether it's links to the social medias or the Patreon link or Public link. It's all at the one-stop shop known as 3FNpodcast.com. Ronald, I do believe you have some business to attend to. One out of ten stars, an effects-laden excuse of an adaptation. Many viewers of this film applaud its flawlessness to the book. However, they miss that while the film includes much of the book in it, more than necessarily in fact, it lacks the central story. That is, the story of a young boy who was has suddenly had his wildest dreams come true and who now must deal with his newfound celebrity, his amazing magical heritage, and most of all, day-to-day life at Hogwarts with his friends and enemies. The movie is more preoccupied with populating Hogwarts with ghosts and moving staircases than it is with characters of any depth. Anyone from the book, Harry included, suffers from a serious lack of on-screen development. And as a coincidence, the story launches ponderously from each, or from event to event, without the thought line that strong character development would bring. I, for one, am not easily impressed by effects, no matter how impressive, especially when they are as 
duplicus sub, sub, subtitled to the real strength of the story, such as this character. One out of ten stars. Harry Potter just sucks people. Well, there you go. Send all your hate to Ron as normal. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the 3FN Podcast. Next week, like I said, we are reviewing The Whale and talking the triple stuff with the box office top three and more. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Later. Well, if you ever find yourself on an island that's ran by separatists and they're just killing off motherfuckers, find the most valuable person, point them out, sell them out, and try to become one of the separatists is my best bet for you.